to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Hello and welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I'm Josh Y, and as always, I'm joined on the line by Daryl Darter of Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. Daryl, how are we? Uh, good. Yep, very good. Um, uh, up in Noosa this week, so I can't complain about that. Nice uh, sun, sunshine and uh, plenty of high temps. Well, there was sunshine earlier in the week. It's been more like tropical rain for the last three days, but it's still been pretty nice. <laughs> it's very, very warm in Sydney today. Um, unfortunately, my train ride home, no air conditioning on the train, and so it yeah. felt really like summer today. So uh, I wouldn't mind the... Sydney uh, a lot... <laughs> I wouldn't mind the cool breeze in Noosa. Yeah, Sydney, I guess, a lot like um, Europe, doesn't quite know how to cope with heat. Yeah. Not Don't get it often enough that everything's built with <laughs> heat waves in mind. Yep. Speaking of heat, uh, you brought a lot of it last week in week 12 on Thanksgiving. I saw you uh, you cleaned up and had a, a very successful day. Yeah, I won, I won the tournament at Moneyball. Um, I got a little bit lucky there, I think, holding on. I think there were a few moments late in the game I thought I was going to get sweeped past. But yep. um, no, managed to hold on there. Um, and yeah, did okay at Draft Stars. Then not quite as good on Sunday, but kind of lots of kind of cash line kind of lineups. Um so, yeah, profitable day Sunday, very nice day Thursday, and yeah, good week on the NBA as well. Yeah, so the importance of stacking. So the reason I didn't quite go as successful as you on Thanksgiving is I went with Kirk Cousins at quarterback instead of Philip Rivers last week, and that that cost me. But speaking of those two guys, they headline my plays at quarterback this week in Week 13. So I really like Kirk Cousins this week against the Cowboys. So Rivers just played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, torched them, uh, I think he had 13.2 yards per attempt, so um, very uh, profitable day for Philip Rivers, and Kirk Cousins could have the same success. The Cowboys' defense, the last four weeks, they ranked fifth in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Since uh, Sean Lee went down, they've been easy beats on defense, 26 in pass, DVOA, and Kirk's uh, averaging pretty well his last three games um, and uh, against Dallas, so he's averaging, averaging 26.3 um, points against Dallas. So he has some pretty good record against Dallas. So I like him this week at sort of that 8,000 mark on Moneyball and 14,000 at Draft Stars. Yeah, I, I like both those plays. Um, I think Rivers is my favorite play at quarterback, and maybe that's slightly tinged by um, the success last week. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, I think, is still a top five play. Um, Cousins doesn't make any of my kind of top four lineups on either side, and I think that's mainly just looking at kind of the stacking options and sort of the dollar per points when you look at the wide receiver quarterback combo. Yep. Um, but, yeah, certainly no objection to either of those plays. I think they're both pretty strong and probably have a bit of both of them at some point. Yeah, and the Rivers being the other play, uh, I mentioned uh, Dallas being 26 in past DVOA, Cleveland are worse, 27th, and you always got to lean towards the Chargers. They're 13.5-point favourites, so expected to score... Uh, quite well and uh, and often against Cleveland and against a bad uh, pass defense there. So uh, definitely lean towards that. And he is cheaper on Moneyball, but um, a little bit dearer on Draft Stars. Uh, what what other plays at quarterback uh, do you like or does the cruncher like this week? Um, it's a Blake Bortles looking week um, on the cruncher. Wow. Um, J- 
Jaguars, I wrote this in the notes, Jaguars 10-point favorite. You wrote Jaguars 10-point favorites at home to the Colts, yep. which I must say is a line I never thought I would see. Yeah, um, you're telling me. But <laughs> given that, Blake Bortles is a pretty attractive play. Um, there's some, again, some really good kind of wide receiver pairings, I think, that make it a kind of attractive stacking option. Um, Carr shows up, Matt Ryan shows up. Um, again, you're looking at that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones kind of stack, which... And Julio went off last week. For yeah, finally. 40-something points. Yep. Um, so, yeah, um, Rivers, as you mentioned, um, and is it Trubisky, I think, is kind of the kind of oddball play that the yep. has thrown out this week. Um, kind of an interesting, relatively cheap option on Draft Stars. At least. Yeah, speaking of oddball and cheap options, um, I've got two here, and they're ultra-contrarian, but... I might dabble at them in, in some some weird lineups and see what I can pull out. But Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Geno Smith's bad. We know he's not a great quarterback, but he's playing a historically worse Raiders defense who, outside of Paxton Lynch, if we just ignore that he didn't play and you just sub Trevor Simeon's stats in, um, they've allowed opposing quarterbacks to have a 107 passer rating against them. So they're, they're just letting quarterbacks uh, you throw with ease, rack up points and score touchdowns. So... Geno Smith could be a really contrarian play this week. And Jimmy Garoppolo, um, untapped ceiling. We're not really sure about his potential. So he could go off and it could be a good week where his price is, is ultra low and uh, you could benefit. But I am probably leaning towards Geno Smith. There's a sentence I never thought I would ever say <laughs> in 2017. But um, I don't mind that as a really, really deep contrarian dive there. Yeah, Garoppolo, I think, is an interesting one. Um, what kind of leash do you think Geno Smith's going to get? Think they're going to stick with him even if he throws three interceptions. Yeah, that that that's where things get interesting. But remember, the Raiders have only had one interception all season, and it was off like a pinball thing. It hit like four players before they finally jumped on it. So, <laughs> um, I think probably his third interception might be where his leash is. I know they've said that they're looking towards playing Davis Webb later on in the season, and I don't think Eli will be active, which could be interesting because I. I don't know if whether they want to, given how banged up they are, whether they want to have three active quarterbacks on 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 the day. Yeah, yeah, it's a, definitely an interesting scenario to look at. Um, I must say, I didn't run any Geno Smith lineups. I'd be interested no. to see what they look like. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll but, see yeah. how we go. Um, I actually don't know his price. I haven't even looked at it. I just assume it is dirt cheap. Um, he's five thousand nine hundred <laughs> on on Moneyball, and I'll just quickly check here. Uh, for him on draft stars, eight thousand on draft stars. So um, yeah, and Guapolo's eight thousand on draft stars as yeah, well. Yeah, so there we go. So I don't yeah. know. I'll see how I go. It might it might be a weird. I might just enter it and just see how we go, and we can track that uh, result next week. Depends on how all the other plays go, but we'll get to them now at, at the running back position. I like Alex Collins this week. Um, I definitely prefer him at Moneyball as opposed to draft stars. His price is getting a little bit. Higher on draft stars when you compare my other running back, Marshall Lynch is two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars cheaper on draft stars. Uh, his draft stars price is uh, is a must, I think. Uh, Marshall yeah, Lynch. Yeah, that? Yeah, that 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 is baffling to me. But uh, Alex Collins, I really like him. He's at least got twelve fantasy points in four of his past four games, so he's he's getting much more involved in the passing game as well. He had, he's had nine catches. 52 yards on 12 targets over the last uh, couple of weeks as well. So he's a good play, and I, I don't mind him um, now in that sort of bell cow role for the Ravens. Yeah, we, so we have Collins projected, I think, at 10.8, which is probably a fairly conservative kind of estimate. Um, 
yeah, I don't. I have no objection to him. Um, he just doesn't quite make it into some of our top lineups because of like you got Marshall Lynch at six thousand. Yeah. Um, you got some of those kind of really silly price players. I think there's a couple more as well hovering about at running back, and so that kind of dominates who we have selected there. But yeah, ten point eight, as you say, has probably got the upside of no fifteen twenty potentially. So yeah, no objection to playing him at all. Yeah, and the Marshall Lynch thing is is crazy because his usage over the last couple of weeks is crazy. So he had his biggest workload of the season last week um, against Denver. He had 26 carries, three catches, finished with 111 total yards and a touchdown. And the Giants, they've allowed uh, four running backs to gain 100 total yards in the past four games. And with uh, Amari Cooper out with a concussion and Michael Crabtree suspended, I think you'll see them lean on Marshall and Lynch a lot in this game. So I think his value, I think he's like a lock of the week, at least on draft stars at that 6,000 price. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not very highly owned, 70%, 80% ownership even. I know Um, that's, uh, that can be a deterrent at times, but I feel like it just, you just, you're missing out by not having that value in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, certainly, obviously if you're playing any kind of cash game, double up kind of thing, I think he's an absolute must. Um, He probably is, worth putting in 70% or so of your competition lineups, and you probably have a few without him, just so that you have a kind of point of difference if he does happens to get injured or whatever else causes him not to get a lot of points. Yeah, I'm just looking at all the other names that are $6,000, and it just makes zero sense. Like, it, <laughs> it's just craziness. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on. Jamal Williams is another running back that I like. Uh, he's 5800 on Moneyball. 12900 on draft stars. That's just way too expensive for me. But at Moneyball at 5800 he's logged 47 touches in his past two games. He's seen 11 targets as a pass catcher, tying him for the second most on the team. And Tampa's allowed 11 touchdowns to running backs this season, tied for the fourth most. So Jamal Williams, the Packers running back, whoever is the starter, and because they're banged up at the moment, you just guaranteed a high floor of carries and touches and uh against the matchup. He, Jamal actually was very good the last two weeks against the Steelers and Ravens, who are much tougher defenses, so I like him against the Bucks. Yeah, I had a bit of him at, um, last week's games, um, and so I think he's 5'8 on Moneyball, 12'9 on draft stars. Yep. So we've got him predicted at 11. He's not one I looked at particularly, but yep. I think at Moneyball I'd be willing to play him. I don't know that I'd pay 12.9 at Nasdaq. No, no way. Not not when yeah. you can get two lynches for that price, um, exactly. hypothetically. <laughs> uh, two other running backs like Jordan Howard this week and Rex Burkhead or Dion Lewis, one of the Patriots running backs. But um, what did the Cruncher shoot out for you? Yeah, well, you're saying, I think, about $6,000 running backs on Stars, and there's a few of those that pop up in the lineup. Yeah. Um, it's almost like 6000 is kind of a default salary somewhere in the draft star system, and it's been yeah. thrown at a bunch of players. Um, but, yeah, beyond that, um, so we've got McCoy, we've got Lynch, um, Gordon, Gurley, um, I think Leonard Fournette is around, um, Ingram on draft stars, um, Jordan Howard, um, Hyde, Gurley, Gordon, and um, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is a price where you can play him on Moneyball. Yeah, I like all of those names um, at the end there. Howard, Hyde, and Gurley are all uh, very appealing names. Fournette's interesting as well against the Colts, uh, being 10-point uh, favourites at home. Um, and yep. sort of being shut down last week, I think they'll try and get him more involved. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, but before we do that, I just want to mention um, that you've probably heard of Fantasy Insider Lineup Cruncher by now. If you've been listening to this show, you'd be well aware of it. You know you can build up to 40 lineups with one button. That's 40 instant lineups that you can enter and win cash 
on with just a few clicks. But did you know Fantasy Insider Premium account, you can access over 15 other features on the Cruncher. You can go premium today at fantasyinsider.com.au slash woot why. That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash woot why. The Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher is the best tool in the business. Uh, we're talking Jags before, um, and you mentioned a, a kind of a weird stack, and the, and the name D.D. Westbrook came to mind. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was tweeting about his usage and, and target percentage. Up, It was being up there with Antonio Brown in terms of the share that he was getting um, for for the targets, for the team targets as a percent. Um, is that a name that, uh, that that you linked with Blake Bortles? Yeah, it's a name that comes out on the cruncher quite a bit this week. I think we only, like, we haven't projected, I think, for about 8.3, but he's 8.3 with a fair bit of upside, and he's 4,800, I think, on Moneyball. Yep. Um, I think at that price, there's quite a lot of Bortles-Westbrook lineups that um, look, you can put a bunch of premium players around them and end up with a pretty good team. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, my favorite wide receiver this week is Keenan Allen. Uh, you stack him with Philip Rivers at work last week. Um, don't go away from it. Um, they're playing the Browns. So Allen's uh, total per game average production over the last three games. So he's had 34 targets at 11.3 a game, 27 receptions at 9 a game, uh, 379 receiving yards at 126.3 a game, and he's, had, and he's averaging a touchdown across um, every game as well. So that's just insane usage, insane numbers. Um, he's a must, I think, uh, if you're playing Philip Rivers. Yep, absolutely. He's a good stacking option there. Um, by default, the cruncher, I think, leans to kind of cheap wide receivers with a couple and a couple of premium names around. But, yeah, certainly I think um, Allen Rivers' stack is pretty attractive, and you'll get that in quite a bunch. Um, 16K, pretty pricey, but could yep. well be worth it. Uh, some other wide receivers I like. Uh, Adam Thielen against the Falcons. Um, this is an interesting game. Uh, a, quite a high total, uh, 47, um, which is weird. It's a high, for a Vikings Falcons game, you think the defenses are pretty good, but these offenses are really well. And 40% of Atlanta's PPR points allowed to wide receivers have come via the slot, which is the second most in the league. And Adam Thielen runs 55% of his routes uh, in the slot when Stefan Diggs is active. So he's a guy that I think has a high floor. Um, I much prefer him at Moneyball, 147 He's pretty, he's pretty dear on draft stars. It is sort of the upper echelon there, but um, if you can fit him into your lineup, now he's a perfect candidate, him and Keenan, if I play like a Geno Smith lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's exactly the um, advantage that a Smith or Guapolo or, for that matter, like a Trubisky give you yep. um, is that you're suddenly able to kind of go with those premium players from each of the kind of high total games. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a viable strategy. Yeah, and the last couple, uh, Robbie Anderson... Um, I think he's he's uh, cheap on Moneyball. Again, I think a lot of the wide receivers are higher on draft stars, which we've ad- addressed uh, earlier on uh, throughout the yeah. season. But um, he's somehow in the top 10 for PPR wide receivers, just crept up in there. He's on a five-game touchdown streak. Um, and the Chiefs, they surrendered 10 touchdowns and the third most PPR points uh, to wide receivers went on the road this, this year. And they're 28th against wide receiver ones in DVOA. So um, I really like Robbie Anderson uh, striking while the iron's hot. Uh, and Josh Gordon. Now, now this is a guy that uh, now I've, this is my own stat. This is something I did some digging on my own. I like to source some others, but this one, I uh, Josh Gordon, when he's having his uh, quote unquote first game back um, from a suspension. So in 2014, <laughs> he had 16 targets, eight receptions, and 120 yards. And then in 2013, 
Um, both these games were on the road, by the way, as well. 19 targets, 10 receptions, 146 yards, a touchdown, and 22 rushing yards. So um, people are expecting a little bit of rust. I don't think Josh Gordon understands what the word rust means. Uh, I am playing him. I, I must disclose that I have an insane uh, affiliation with Josh Gordon. He's led me to some fantasy titles back in 2014. So um, I have an insane man crush on the man. So I'm going to play him because he is so cheap. Right. Yeah, I wonder, there's a few things there. How many players get suspended enough that there is a statistic for performance jo- after Josh Gordon. Josh, we should call it the Gordon. The the JG line is uh, first game of after suspension. I think it could be a, a new stat. I'll, uh, I'll introduce that to the world. Yeah. It's a big contribution to the field of um, NFL data. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in those other games, how long had he been suspended for like how yeah not not as long not as long as this one but the 2014 one uh he had been suspended for quite some time so um it is it is, this is not this is like a two and a half year gap now uh on sunday yeah. but i don't know i just he's the closest thing we've had in the nfl to randy moss he's insane speed if he if he quit playing football he would he would be a startup in the Olympi- u.s olympics team as a 400 meter sprinter um, I know he's going up against Casey Haywood, who's been really good this year. But this speed and he, you can't you can't beat speed, and he's he's got it. I don't know that he's just always a threat to take one deep. And at five thousand nine hundred, I'm going to take a punt on him. I'm not going to yeah. put him in a lot of my premium lineups, but I'll have a few where um, I'll uh, sprinkle a little Josh Gordon in. Yeah, fair enough. I say he's not a player really that you can ask the computer to try and project what he's yeah. going to do. Um, the crunch, I think, has him at like seven to nine once I went in and unbanned him. Yep. Because I think all the data providers still had him banned when yep. they released their stuff of the week. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I say seven to nine. I think he could go explode. He could do nothing. Um, yep. It's going to be a personal risk. call. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. risk reward. That's that's my gut feel. It's it's shot me in the past, but, you know, Tyler Higby and. Uh, Things like that, it's it's come good. So uh, I don't know. We'll uh, flip a coin with that one. But um, what other wide receivers? Uh, you mentioned Julio Jones before. Obviously, uh, a guy that the cruncher just adores. Uh, sorry, I mean I looked, broke up a little bit there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, just what other wide receivers? You mentioned Julio Jones before. Yeah. Obviously, the cruncher uh, just loves Julio Jones. Yeah. Yeah, the cruncher loves Jones. He did brilliantly last week. A forty something. Um, who else have we got? We've got Crowder, um, kind of 14.5, Hopkins, 17.1. I think they're kind of the premium names draft stars. Um, Brown, uh, Westbrook, who we talked about previously, comes up a lot at Moneyball, as does um, Idman. Mm. So you kind of got that Trubitsky-Idman kind of cheap yeah. option as well. And I don't mind that Crowder-Cousins uh, play as well as a good stack. Yeah, so I think it's a few kind of really interesting building blocks this week. And it's just going to be a case of trying to find those right building blocks and stick the right premium players around them. Yeah, definitely. And I mentioned Robbie Anderson before. I, I didn't mind Josh McCowan this week, given how bad the Chiefs' defense is. Um, but I know that quite hasn't worked before. I, I remember we had that conversation where the team total for the Jets is always quite low. So it's, you know, it's capped at a certain price. Yeah. So, uh, But if the Chiefs do sort of turn it back on and, and become the team that was from the first few weeks... The Jets are going to have to keep scoring points to try and win that one, and and so maybe that game script could could change a little bit depending on what Chiefs uh, team decides to to show up uh, on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Some other play, I don't mind Cooper Cup and Demarius Thomas this week. Um, I haven't checked the crunch out on those two guys yet. I normally uh, do my cruncher stuff on the train on a Friday morning, 
um, before the games. But um, they're two guys I like, especially with Robert Woods out. And uh, I think Sammy Watkins will draw Patrick Peterson. So Cooper Cup could be an interesting play. Yeah, Cup comes in at 12.4. Thomas at 13.2. I think Thomas is fairly expensive at draft stars. um, 12,000, what is it, 12,750. but yeah, I think they're both kind of viable options. It's just, it's going to be a case of kind of seeing what salary you've got left once you've kind of slotted your premium targets in there. Yep. Uh, moving on to the tight end position. What did the, what did the cruncher like, uh, at the tight end position? Um, so Gronk still comes up quite a bit. Um, Calcio, premium ones, um, Evan Ingram, um, are draft stars. And then you've got Cook, Davis, Gronk, Calcio on Moneyball. So. Again, kind of still focusing on kind of the premium end of the tight end position. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Jared Cook. Um, I definitely like him this week. I touched on Crabtree being suspended and Amari Cooper um, in the concussion protocol, leaning leaning towards him not playing. Um, I'd be really shocked if, if Amari Cooper does play this week. So, And we know how bad the Giants are against the tight end. So um, I, I backed Cook last week. He found the end zone. I think he can do it again this week. I think things are lining perfectly um, for Jared Cook. Uh, a cheaper option, Ricky Seals-Jones, one of the weirdest names um, in in the NFL. Considering how weird the NFL is, that's a, quite an accomplishment. But uh, I don't mind him at 5500 on Moneyball, 7050 on Draft Stars. Um, it's kind of weird because it's like the first game, you're like, all right, it's just an aberration, you know. But then he's, he did it again last week. So is it is it for real? But in, in two games with Blaine Gabbard under center, he's... Had seven catches, 126 yards, and three touchdowns on 11 targets. Um, that's nothing to really sneeze at. Uh, that's something I'm just... I don't know if I'm going to play him this week, but if if I'm loading my roster and that, that's all I can afford, especially on draft stars, I'll give it a go. Like, Cook's only $100 dear, so I'd rather just take the proven um, starter on Moneyball. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that price difference kind of highlights how good Cook's price is on Moneyball. Yep. Um yeah, weird. Ricky Seal Jones, who's no, um, is it he hate me, the guy that played in the XFL and then went to the NFL for a few games? Oh, um, man, that's a that's a deep dive. I, I've i <laughs> gone blank, but... Just came back into my head. I have some faith. The XFL, other. wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, weird Vince McMahon. Yeah, I, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that. Me and a few mates had a few beers the other night, and we went back and we watched some old uh, sort of wrestling pay-per-views back when we were... 11 and 12 years old when we watched as kids uh, and Vince McMahon uh, was ringside at one of them carrying on like a maniac. So um, <laughs> funny his name gets brought up uh, just uh, a couple of days later. Yeah, one year league, I think it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Might have went to Yeah, the, uh, thir- the 30 for 30 on the XFL is, is very, very good. I definitely recommend people check that out. Some inter- there were some interesting rule variations in it that I thought it was kind of a good test bed for. But yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Ricky Steele Jones. Um, Crunch is not a believer massively in him yet. Um, yep. We talked about this before, right, about players need to kind of prove that they have the skills. And there's obviously a reasonable amount of random variation in kind of the two good games that he's had. Um, but that being said, if you want to save some money at draft stars, he's a decent option, I think. Yeah. Um, what did the Cruncher produce for uh, Hunter Henry? Um, because he's a guy that I like this week, but I'm just conscientious of having too many uh, Chargers players. Um, I know it's a great matchup, and they are the biggest favorites of the week, but, you know, a rare, yeah. double, a rare double stack, possibly Rivers, Allen, and Henry? 
Yeah, it's not not out of the question. So we, we've got him projected at nine point two, I think, which is slightly down on his five game average. Um, but that being said, he's seven thousand three hundred and fifty on draft stars. So he's what that three hundred more than Phil Jones. Yeah. So may as well just yeah. uh, go go down that route and uh, yeah, maybe the uh, the rare double stack. So might be yeah. worth it. A little part of my brain is worried because the Browns' sole win last season was against the Chargers, and we know the Chargers can just lay an egg on some of these teams. They can they can go into New England and, and nearly beat the Patriots, but then they can lose at home to the Browns as double-digit favorites. Yeah. So part of me is a little bit worried about putting too many Chargers on, on the roster, but um, I think I, I may double-stack it at, at some lineups, depending on how it... Kind of worth, yeah, kind of worth doing in at least one, right? And yeah. if that game goes crazy, you're in a good position. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, let's move on to defense now, and... Uh, it's not not as much as a lottery this week. I think there's some some really good options that I like. I think they stand out quite well. The Jags, if you can afford it, um, have a really great matchup. They're five thousand six hundred on Moneyball, top price. I think they're the top price on Draft Stars as well. I need to just double check that, but they have a uh, great. Uh, they're the second top price. The Chargers are the top price on Draft Stars, but um, Colts they're second in fantasy points given to opposing defenses this season. The Jags they're the best defense in football. Um, that just makes sense. It's pretty easy. Um, and yep. the Broncos against the Dolphins. Uh, Miami are fourth in fantasy points given to opposing defenses this season. Jay Cutler back at the helm. Uh, turnover merchant. And they're officially now the worst team in the NFL by uh, my <laughs> beloved football outsider's DVOA metric. Um, I've been yep. saying for weeks they're the worst team in the NFL despite winning four games when they were four and four. Um, and now the, the data backs that up. Um, so I like the Broncos this week. Yeah, um, so I think there you've got the number one ranked defense in terms of points, which is the Jaguars. We got projected at ten point one, and the number one ranked defense in terms of kind of value, which is the Broncos. Um, no objection, obviously, to either of those. I think they're both kind of strong plays. Mm-hmm. Mixing those two up does you pretty well. Um, yep. We've got the Dolphins, possibly kind of worth a look at draft stars um, on the other side of that match. Yep. Um, the Rams. Bears, Ravens as kind of options as well, Moneyball, um, just on kind of a price-value basis. But, yeah, I think that those are both strong plays, and I think one of them could well go off for that kind of 20-point defense that we've seen a few times. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know Tlaib is not playing for the Broncos, but I, I don't think that matters uh, too much. Um, I think they'll just have a have a really good day. Yeah, I like the Rams as well against, uh, against the Cardinals, and the Redskins are an interesting option as well against the Cowboys. Um, but I definitely think I'll just go with one of those those two options. So there we go. Uh, any any final thoughts on on the overall uh, slate this week? Um, I, for me, it's just going to be a case of as we've talked about, kind of putting those building blocks in place. There's so many attractive looking stacking options this week that I think there's no need to kind of do anything too crazy. I think you're looking at kind of two man stacks, maybe a couple of three man stacks as we talked about. And then slotting the premium players around them. Yeah. Um, that'll basically be my strategy. I can't see myself doing anything other than stacking this week. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree. I think every quarterback option you do, unless you you go a little psycho like me and put a Geno Smith lineup in, but I think every other viable quarterback option you play, I think needs to be stacked um, this week because there is some just some favorable uh, odds and lines. Um, we didn't even mention the Patriots. They're always a great um, stack. They're eight and a half point favorites even on the road. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and the Jags, even a, a bottle stack with D.D. Westbrook is something to look at. So um, I like that. Um, before we I'll probably let... go 
So as I say, I'll probably go like Grady Gronkowski as well, at least in a couple of lineups. Yeah, definitely. He, um, I can't remember who tweeted out. It might have been Evan Silver touched on um, Gronk's record in Buffalo. He hails from that area. Loves playing in Buffalo. It's a hometown. If you're into narratives in in terms of fantasy, um, he normally goes off massively in Buffalo. So um, likes to have a have a big game. I remember last year when he found the end zone, someone actually threw a uh, a dildo onto the field um, <laughs> after he scored. That was uh, one of the funnier moments from last season. Um, so that comes to mind. But, uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. Not uh, much to do in Buffalo. No, exactly. Their, their fans are just manic. They're just, they're just, yeah, they're just so bored with, with their team that they just uh, jump on flaming tables and throw adult toys on the field. So, um, yeah, any way to entertain yourself, I guess. Uh, Daryl, before we let you go, how is the Stats Insider uh, going in terms of uh, the picks and the projections that you've been doing every week? Uh, yes, trickling along. Um, it's been a couple of weeks of kind of small profits. We had that massive underdog week, which was probably a month or so ago now, where I think we kind of made a whole season's worth of profit in one week. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been trickling along since then. Um, obviously, we're kind of doing a lot of work internally on kind of getting Stats Insider ready for its launch. Yep. Um, so that should be kind of fully online. We're hoping kind of late Jan um, and obviously fully ready for the AFL and the NRL seasons. But yeah, lots of stuff going on. Um, exciting to kind of keep that stuff ticking over, and models are doing pretty well, so we're happy with that. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, tweet that out when you guys uh, launch that um, every week, so just keep an eye out on our Twitter page, and uh, be sure to check out this uh, episode. Give it a give it a like and a share on Facebook when uh, Daryl and, and I post that out, and uh, we look forward to speaking next week. Good luck in week 13, and uh, hopefully uh, cashing some checks. Yep, good luck to you and everyone listening. Um, hopefully, yeah, profitable week ahead. Thanks for listening to DFS Downloader. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootny.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at this is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Why.